this thing rolling? All right. Yo, what is up, my people? Bengals things, B things here. The much anticipated, long awaited, all things but all things Bengals podcast. See, we're just getting used to this shit. As we roll, I'm learning as I go. All right, with this being episode one. That's a great intro to get into this. Episode one of the All Things Bengals podcast. Like I said, much anticipated. I've been needing to stretch out to other platforms than just Instagram. I'm on Twitter too, at Bengals Things, for people that don't follow me on there. Um, I'm mainly in the Twitter spaces with Zim and some other great guys. Um, but it's time that we're hopping on podcast. We're going to go on YouTube in the future, near future as well. Um, and I'm also planning to hop on multiple other podcast streaming platforms. I think this is going to air on Apple and Spotify off rip. Um, I don't know where else it's going to be to start off, but um, we'll figure that out as it goes. I just got to create because of the time that's going on right now, guys. Training camp begins. It's began. It's in the baby stages right now. Um, it's really going to kick up and get going tomorrow. All players are in Cincinnati by this time. Um except for some guys that aren't guaranteed. A guy that isn't guaranteed to be in Cincinnati is, of course, no other than Jesse Bates. But we'll talk about him later. Um, So what to expect from this show, guys? Um, You can expect three episodes a week from the All Things Bengals podcast. Um, I'll be posting, as usual, the normal, consistent amount on my Instagram page and my other platforms as well. Um, these episodes, they could be brief, they could be longer, pretty much it's going to fully show how I feel and how we all feel as fans. You know, there's going to be times to where I interview some guys, have some of my buddies on, some fellow Bengals fans, some prominent Bengals figures, whether that's, a, you know, other Bengals personalities, um, players themselves, a lot of people, um, and we starting from the bottom, baby. We're going simple. Like, I'm in my office room right now, so it may sound a bit echoey. Um, that's something I'll get situated in the future. So don't worry, guys. It's still me, though. It's still be thanks. So as long as we're making quality content, we're rolling. So to start, a huge thing with why I had to start the podcast here, beyond me pushing it off, is because training camp. The season's officially starting. So what are some things that we should expect from training camp this year? What to expect from the players, what to expect from the team as a whole, the front office, multiple things, new things like the uh, practice bubble, a lot of things. So I will start off with three of the most pivotal things and critical things that us fans need to pay attention to of this Bengals team heading into 2022 training camp. First thing is... Just seeing how well the team connects with one another. Like last year, it was so apparent with how strong the connection was with each player, player, how much they enjoyed being here. Um, You know, a lot of that stuff could be covered up, you know, with just the agonies of everyday practice. You know, how's practice going? But nah, there's an overall vibe and gist and feel to, you know, how things are going. And we expect those feelings to be strong the camaraderie to be strong, 
the connectivity between player to player and coach to coach and coach to player to be strong. And of course, we got some, you know, rivets in that right now. The biggest one being Jesse Bates. We don't know what to expect from him. Um, I personally believe that what's in his best interest is to absolutely not sit out. Why would you want to take more time away from your team to be able to play the game, to get as many reps in, and to audition for other teams? Because, guys, a lot of you people don't want to hear it. There's a really good chance. I'm saying in the 90s, 90-something percent chance that Jesse Bates is not in a Bengals uniform next year. And I'll just brush on it a bit like this. I've already said it on my Bengals page a couple times before, uh, so you guys may already know how I feel about it. This is business, man, and like it is what it is. I don't really give a shit. I don't mean I don't give a shit as in I'm acting audacious and act like his impact isn't going to be felt, because that's not the case. I know his impact's going to be felt. We all know it. He's one of the most valuable players on this team. And I actually went through some uh, a data sheet that I created a couple weeks ago. And uh, I created the top 10 most valuable players for this team. Jesse Bates was ranked second. Ironically, behind Jamar Chase at number one and Joe Burrow at number three. Obviously, we know beyond just data points, <laughs> Joe Burrow's value goes far beyond data points. So we all know without a shadow of a doubt that Joe is the absolute epicenter, the nucleus of everything of this team. He is the heart, he's the brain, he's the body, he's everything of what this team is. But going back with Jesse Bates, that just shows of how much of an impact player he is and how pivotal he is. But this team is sturdy now, man. We finally have some stability. And what's amazing is that this team prepared themselves for this moment. That, hey, there's a good chance Jesse's not going to come here because we're not going to raise our price. We have a set price. And he's not willing to come down to it. We know his agent. We've had some difficulty with his agent, which is David Mulligetta. In the past, they never completed the deal with David Mulligetta. Ever. I don't know how long David Mulligetta has been around as well. So I'm not going to you know, try to scare everybody and say that you know, there's no shot Jesse's extended now because of David Mulligetta. Or not to instill fear into people, but just the reality. T. Higgins' agent is David Mulligetta. And T's going to want some receiver one money. But that's for another time. That's not for now. Don't fucking text me about T. Higgins, about his contract anymore. We got we got 21 games to worry about. That's going to the Super Bowl and winning that damn thing. One of the other most pivotal things and uh, big things to look for in training camp, the competition, but more importantly, the quality of competition. Think of this, guys. The last couple years, and really every year, when you don't know what to fully expect from a team, we don't know what to fully expect from this team, but we have a pretty damn good idea because we have 20 of our 22 starters coming back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we know what to expect for the most part from this team. Last year, when we were confused on why is Jamar starting so slow in training camp? Why is Chittabay, I would say, starting so slow in training camp? Excuse me. Turns out, it's because they were both fucking all pro players last year. You're going against the best versus the best. So that's what 
a more important thing to pay attention to before you just jump the gun to think, oh, the defense is going to be bad. Oh, the offense is going to be what we thought. Oh, no, this offensive line is going to be bad again. Let's really dig deep to focus on, okay, what's the quality of competition going to be? Because like I said, last year, we were wondering why the defense is starting is looking bad in the second half of training camp. And in the first part of training camp, we were wondering why the offense was looking so bad. There was a culmination of both, but in the macro, it was a mending, it was a mending together of two quality units of a quality offense and a quality defense. So that's the second most important thing. What's the quality of play occurring in front of us? Are we watching Eli Apple maybe solidify himself as CB2? Which is a great thing. If CBT can't catch him, great. Which I think that's going to be a great competition, which I'll get into in our in my next uh, topic. Quality of competition is going to be a huge one. Pay attention to it, guys. Don't just read the headlines. Really think, okay, okay, this player has been struggling in camp. Who is that player? What has that player gone through? Has one of our guys gone through a significant injury? Is he recovering from an injury? Is he coming back early from one? There's nuance to everything. And context is most important when you're really trying to analyze what the fuck is going on. All right, and uh, third one, pretty much specific matchups in position competitions, guys. I mean, really looking forward to see this DB unit. That's going to be the most intriguing one um, as an entire unit to see how they do. The most specific position, what's going to be most entertaining to watch is left guard to see who develops, who takes that step forward, see who comes into that role. You know, as there's some guys, obviously Jackson Carmen, Cordell Volson, maybe Deontay Smith. We know that Brian Callahan and the coaching staff was talking high about how they like Deontay at tackle. We know they like him at tackle, but doesn't mean they won't like him at guard if he's the best guy for the position. But this DB's unit, so happy that we got quality depth guys. Like, I mean, our safety five is fucking Brandon Wilson. Like, that's a formidable, competent safety three on a lot of other teams. Tyson Anderson at the safety four spot. Dax right now at safety three. That's likely to become a safety 1.5 with Von Bell. Um, If Jesse, you know, continues to hold out or whatever the hell he does. Um, There's been... A lot of talk, probably too much talk, about the kicker and punter. Look, guys, they wanted to bring in competition for Clark Harris and Kevin Huber. There are some question marks about Drew Chrisman. They really like him, but from the pulse I've been getting is that they have more questions about Drew Chrisman's ability than Kevin's right now. And if there's one thing that all of us can agree on with no hassle or opposition, is that punting really doesn't matter that fucking much. It just doesn't, all right? Holding the ball is is pretty big. It's pretty important, especially for a team that scores a lot of fucking points, like this one. It seems like Clark and Kevin have done them more good than bad, and it seems like that Alamitis, Cal Adam, Al, fucking whatever the fuck his name is, Cal Adamitis and Drew Chrisman just have more more to prove. A lot more to prove. A higher hill, a steeper hill to climb. 
named Kevin Clark. So we'll keep a pulse on that. Uh, left guard. I won't go into it for too long because I feel like the points are going to be hard-hitting. My opinion, the pulse in the sense that I've been getting is that Jackson has the entire mountain to climb. He's got the notoriety as a player coming out. He's got the minimum amount of respect that you can have as a second-year guy, but what you have done in your first year matters, but also who you're becoming and who you are now matters the most. Jackson just has that entire mountain to climb. I think that he has one step ahead of Cordell Volson. I think Cordell Volson is a guy that Frank, Duke, and Zach love. Man, burping up my fucking skyline, guys. Cincinnati through and through. You know what it is. Um, they love Cordell, man. They love his work ethic. They love how humble he is and how much he's willing to put his fucking face down and work and do whatever the fuck it takes. That's the guys they need. That could go into a whole other topic of that's why I believe, and I've been standing on this since the day he was drafted, I think Cordell's going to be our starter in 2022. And that's also to say, because I personally don't really believe in Jackson Carmen. he's got to prove it to me. He's got to prove everything to me. And I know he's got to prove everything to this coaching staff. Continue to do so. He's made some improvements in the offseason, so I don't want to completely dismiss that. But... What has been the absolute epicenter, the precipice, the precedent that the Bengals have wanted to set since 2020? Captains, leaders, guys that are fucking obsessed with football, not just elite at at the position, not just a high-quality football player, but a guy that geeks over football, that goes home, he's talking to his fucking lady at night, he's trying to limit himself from talking about film from talking about the play he should have made, from talking about the you know, the play in practice, like guys that fiend for football, captains and fiends for the game. We brought in so many of those guys. That's what's created such a wonderful culture here. Off and on the field. Cordell fits that mold. Jackson's working himself into that. That's where the uphill battle is. It's not just the physical abilities. If anything, Jackson's got way more physical abilities than Cordell Volson. It's not about the fucking physical abilities. We know that. That's why I think Cordell's going to have the upper hand. <clears throat> so I'm going to wrap this up here soon, guys. Um, so to bring it back again, I don't know if you guys remember from earlier in the episode um you guys can expect podcasts from me mondays wednesdays mondays wednesdays and fridays um some featured episodes in there surely don't know exactly when right now obviously since we're not there i'll worry about it later but i'm thinking about doing a post game show but man i don't know guys a lot like you i'm a fucking fan and i'm passionate as hell and, man, I get drained. I got to take a post-game post, post game nap. My lady knows how it goes. My family knows how it goes. I got to take a post-game nap. Of course, I get invigorated when we win. But when we lose, god damn, I take that like a player. So I don't even know if I want to record right after the game. But I will soon after. We'll figure it out. There's lots of great shit to come, guys. Like I said, I had to get this shit out. I got to start. 
Um, that's why I recorded this podcast in my office room. That sounds echoey as hell. But hey, I got hella bangles shit in here, so it's fucking bangled out. Once I do start getting my YouTube visuals going on, YouTube video, I'll be on Spotify. I'll be on multiple other podcast streaming platforms. But I know that Spotify and Apple are the main podcast platforms. So I'm bullish on those right now. Many great things to come, guys. So quality interviews. I got some great connections to where I can get to some players, some quality Bengals personalities. We got many great things to come. So I appreciate you guys tuning in to the first episode of the All Things Bengals podcast, and I will see y'all later. Peace.